love, kindness, human connection. These are some of the things we talk about on the Danny Painter Show. It's a thing. This show is intended for a more mature audience. We might sometimes say bad words. This week on the Danny Painter Show, biohacking. Can you become a superhuman? Eutropics, microdosing, what is it? Tristan von Murkaken answers. begin now so um on a zoom with me and this is an exciting zoom because i've been into well i haven't been into it but i've been researching biohacking and microdosing and all of these things these new tropics and the buzzwords that are happening um for a little while now and tristan van murkarken does all of this with his company optimize so tristan welcome to the show thank you thank you very much for having me Maybe after we're done, we're all going to be like superhuman and sleep better, eat better, live better, train better. Uh, that's exactly it. All about optimization. <laughs> okay. Who are you? Where do you come from? And how does one find themselves at your age, because you were very young, with a company that does biohacking and nootropics? I'm Tristan van Moodkaken. I'm 25 years old, and I've been doing this for about six years now. Um, I started in around 2014, 2015. And yeah, to sum it up, it kind of all started when I got into university. I studied biochemistry and genetics. And at the time I was on Concerta or Ritalin or ADHD medication or whatever you want to, you know, call it. And yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I didn't like the side effects. I didn't eat properly. I didn't sleep properly. Um, took away from my personality, gave me anxiety. And I essentially just started looking for alternatives or different options to switch out the concert for. But something that would still give me that same kind of like focus and productivity boost that I got up with nootropics or AKA cognitive enhancers. And I brought some in from the US for personal experimentation. And I found that it really, really helped me out. And I completely weaned myself off of concern. And I started taking these nootropic substances. From there, it steamrolled into just selling it to a couple of friends at university, to making my first online website, to literally selling it out of the garage at my house, to renting my first office. And it just went from general nootropics to all-round human optimization. So just maximizing human performance, mentally, physically, emotional, emotionally, spiritually. And that's kind of where we, where we are today. So this is obviously, this, this now has a lot of focus on it because all of the guys that are making all the big money, especially in Silicon Valley, they're all biohacking themselves and they're all doing some kind of optimization thing, whether they're doing intermittent fasting or they're not sleeping or they're doing red light therapy or they're doing cold water exposure or they're taking um, mushroom capsules or whatever they're doing. Um, and it kind of seems like the people that are doing this have definitely got an edge over everyone else but the uh, my question is is that the edge because of these things that they're doing or is it an edge because they're just inherently more disciplined than the rest of us look i think it's maybe a bit of both and you could argue it either way um but i personally strongly believe in it i've seen massive changes in my routine 
my lifestyle, my life in general. Um, and I've seen the same for a lot of people around me. And there are thousands, if not millions of people around the world that share similar, similar stories on, on the same topic. The, buzz, the buzzwords at the moment, right? Biohacking, nootropics, microdosing which is what, what everyone is talking about. Can you give us a little bit of info on each one and how they are different and what it is exactly that you guys at Optimize do? Okay, so we'll start with the top of that and that's biohacking. And biohacking is essentially just optimizing the human operating system the same way that you would optimize a computer. You can do the same thing for the human. And it just comes down to improving routine. It, it comes down to the supplements that you take, the diet. It, it's anything that optimizes and improves human performance. Um, and that goes from mental and physical performance to general health and wellness. Then you get microdosing, which generally refers to taking a micro or small dose of a psychedelic substance. More often than not, it refers to the psilocybin mushrooms or aka shrooms which generally would provide like a mind altering experience but as a micro or at a microdose or a very small dose it generally just provides cognitive or mood enhancement uh, those kind of benefits um, which is finding a, a lot of purpose and kind of like use cases in um, treating depression and anxiety related disorders as well as improving mental performance and productivity and then Wow. Nootropics, which kind of just refers to brain enhancers or cognitive enhancers. Um, these are a class of substances that essentially just enhance brain function, memory, learning, focus, concentration, um, anything related to, to cognitive function. How do I know which one of those I need or should need? I don't know. Do I need any of those? How do we know? <laughs> um, I think nootropics in general, I think everyone takes nootropics without realizing it. Um, and you can just take it to a further extent. So caffeine is a nootropic. Caffeine enhances cognitive functioning and it enhances focus. Um, it's the reason why everyone drinks a Red Bull or has a cup of coffee before a test exam or big meeting, whatever it is. And then, yeah, if you're interested in taking it one step further, there's a whole bunch or a whole array of different types of nootropics for different purposes. Um, treating brain-related trauma to just improving memory or treating brain fog. There's a whole bunch of different use cases. Microdosing is probably a bit more of a sensitive topic. Um, we like but, sensitive topics on this show. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for an alternative um, to mood or depressive-related medications, it's something that's um, quite an emerging and hot topic at the moment. Or if you're just looking to improve your overall well-being or mood or creativity it's also another fantastic way to to get into that where you would source that from i don't exactly know because it's not exactly legal but it's definitely worth looking into and seeing if it does interest you but on the topic of biohacking i think that's something that everyone should be doing the definition of biohacking can be different from person to person some people use biohacking to become the fastest, most hardcore, you know, athletes on the track. And some people use biohacking just to live till they're 200 years old. So the use case for it is different for, for everyone. But the bottom line, it just means there's a more productive, higher performing, healthier, happier you at the end of it. For just average Joe, works a nine to five, over caffeinated, not sleeping enough, way too much screen time, Two kids, kind of overweight, heading to 40. Can you make him or her feel better? 100%. 
You see, there's, there's something for everyone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see why it wouldn't work for one person, but it would work for another. There's no exact blueprint that I could give every single person that would work. You know, what works for one might not work for another, but there is something for everybody. It, it just comes down to tightening up your routine or increasing your water intake or, you know, just improving your diet. Something as simple as that can make all the difference. So it doesn't have to be all these like fancy tools and supplements. It can, it's as something as simple as your routine can probably have the biggest impact. All the supplements and tips and tricks and tools, those are for kind of like the later stages of it. If your diet and lifestyle and routine are in check, that's going to be like the you know, the bottom base or the foundation of the building. No, Tristan, um, we want the magic I like to think pull. of it at that. We There's want no the magic, magic pull, pull um, Tristan. <laughs> if you find that, let me know. I'm also looking for that one. But yeah, the simplest thing for me is the first hour and the last hour of the day. So the first hour of your morning, set the tone, pace, mood for the day. If you wake up, the first thing you do is you look at your phone, you roll out of bed, you pour, you know, a hot cup of coffee down your throat. Um, probably not setting yourself up for success for that day. But waking up, getting some sunlight, drinking a glass of water, hydrating the body, you know, just setting like a positive mood and tone for the day, you're more likely to have a more productive day. And it sounds silly, but it has, it has a really, really big effect. And the same goes for the evening. If you're sitting on your phone and watching TV and, you know, drinking alcohol or um, consuming caffeine late in the evening, you're probably going to sleep horribly. You're probably going to wake up feeling horrible and you're going to repeat that vicious cycle. So kind of optimizing those last two or the first hour and the last hour of the day, step one in becoming a better performing human. I don't know why it always comes back to discipline. It's such cuck. Like it's all always and only and forever about fucking discipline. And I'm tired of it. Like I want the magic tablet that makes everything good. But um, I was going to ask you about this because, you know, there's, there's all of this, um, this, you can't out train a bad diet and diet is 90% of everything that you do. So this is what I wanted to ask you. You obviously you're in the business of selling these products, right? That's your, your core business. But you have at no point to try to sell me on these products. You're actually telling me to go and first change my life, the, starting with the first, the first hour and the last hour of the day, and then to come back and maybe look at where we can move forward, like even be even better. So diet obviously makes a difference. Now you seem pretty together. You seem like you've got your shit down. Um, are we, are we fasting? Are we vegan? Are we only eating macrobiotic? Are we drinking? Like, what are we doing? Um, a little bit of, a little bit of everything. So that's actually <laughs> something that I've asked quite a lot is what's the best diet or what should I be eating? And I think that's one of the biggest problems is that there is no one size fits all diet you need to have this metabolic flexibility you need to be able to use different styles of eating different styles of food and a balanced approach for whatever you're doing um so previously i used to do a lot of intermittent fasting i found it was great for mental clarity general energy performance you know i felt good i felt healthy but i started doing a lot of endurance training i found that i was burning significantly more calories than I was putting in. So then fasting didn't work. Eat, eating is a tool and food is a tool and you need to use the correct tools for the correct job. So what's the best diet? A healthy balanced diet is probably going to be the most hated answer, but it's the correct answer. Um, 
and just avoiding processed foods, sugars, um, is probably going to be the best bet. Generally high fat, high protein, kind of like the bulletproof style, ketogenic style diet, but I still eat carbohydrates and it's, it just comes down to, you know, like I said, using the correct tool for the correct job. This is a lot to think about because now it's not only what we consume in our mouths, but it seems to be what we consume on our phones, what we're drinking, who we're hanging out with, how we're moving our body. Like it seems to be every single thing could either hinder or help us. Yeah. I mean, I think you know the answer to that yourself. <laughs> but Drag me interested. Yes, the, everyone's a product of their environment. And, you know, we learned it in school, we learned it in biology. You've probably heard it many, many times before. If you surround yourself with negative people, you're most likely going to be negative yourself. If you surround yourself with like positive, inspirational, driven, hardworking individuals, that's probably going to rub off on you. Um, now, I'm not saying that you need to kind of go like delete all your friends on Facebook and go search for <laughs> for new friends, but just Facebook. being mindful of well, there's a better solution now. Um, and it's the same thing with social media. You, you know, you're mindlessly browsing and seeing all these like unrealistic or you kind of obtaining all these unrealistic expectations. Yeah, it's probably damaging. I think it's definitely having like a negative impact on a lot of people. Um, when used correctly, like everything, it could be highly beneficial. You've got all this this whole abundance of knowledge at your fingertips that you can bring up at an instant, yet we're kind of probably scrolling mindlessly through people at parties or, you know, on holiday or doing things that we wish we were doing. Yeah. But I, I think that's probably human nature. What would you say to the people, because there are going to be people that are going to be watching this or listening to this and they're going to be going, yeah, but if I'm going to get cancer, I'm genetically predisposed or I'm genetically predisposed to be overweight or have this issue or that issue. And I know that in, in the research that I've done, you can help that along if you're doing the bad things or quote unquote bad things. Um, but you can yeah. also, you can also put pause to that. Look, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not here to give medical advice, but as far as I know, you can't change your genetic code, but you can look at it like a hand of poker. You can get dealt a shit hand, but you can still win the round. So just because you're genetically predisposed to have Alzheimer's or to be obese or whatever it is, doesn't mean you have to. And it doesn't mean you have to have it as soon as you might have it. So you can live a healthy lifestyle and you can have a healthy diet and you can be happy and successful and whatever it is. And you can prolong that good stage of your life or, you know, ward off as much as possible. Death is inevitable at the end of the day, I guess. And it, it's kind of up to you in terms of what you want to make it. So just because you're predisposed to something doesn't mean you have to, you know, you have to live that thing. It, it's not necessarily a guarantee. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Medical research is evolving super rapidly and biohacking is a fantastic way to go about it. But it's, it's kind of the, you know, the choice is yours. 
but it's not the it's not the dual and end all. I want to talk a little bit about optimize because I see that you guys do um, consultations. So if, for example, I wanted to come in um, global pandemic, feeling a little bit low, been eating and drinking my feelings, binge watching Netflix, I need to now get back on the horse and stuff. Um, what happens? How how does it work? And then where do we go from there? All right. So we've got two different. Um, consults that we offer. The one is just like a free product form that you fill in. So you just tick a couple boxes. You know, I'm struggling with memory. I'm struggling with brain fog. I'm struggling with energy. Um, this is how old I am. This is kind of what I'm looking for. This is my budget. And then one of the in-house guys will send you a summary stack. It's kind of just saying like, listen, these are the products that we recommend based on the information that you gave us. Then the second option is a um, paper consultation call or phone call. And generally, I just run through your morning routine and your evening routine like I originally discussed. So I get an idea of who you are, what you do, and what your routine is like. And then based on how like poor your routine is, which generally kind of is the case, I make recommendations generally for that first hour and last hour of the day. Um, realistic ones as well, depending on, you know, if you're talking about a stay-at-home mom or someone that's working really, really wild hours, I'm not going to say you need to get 10 hours of sleep a night when that's kind of impossible. After fixing those kind of like lifestyle-based um, issues, we move on to recommending a couple products, um, depending on whether they want products or not, and it's completely up to them to kind of make that jump. But, yeah, I aim to try tackle the source of the issues and not just sell blindly everyone a couple different products to make a quick buck. I like this. I support you. This is good. You're a good human, Tristan. Um, <laughs> what is brain fog? It's kind of, it's like an analogy to that refers to like the inability or like cloudiness in, in the head. So when you're struggling to think clearly or you're struggling to, you know, like when that word is stuck on the tip of your tongue or you're struggling, you have like this, maybe like, a slow memory recall um, you can't think completely straight so you wake up on a Sunday morning and you're feeling really really groggy from Saturday night shenanigans um, you've got really little sleep probably quite a nasty hangover that feeling of you know I can't think straight is, is probably what brain fog could be compared to okay um, it generally just comes from an unhealthy diet, possibly a balance and imbalance in neurotransmitters in the brain. And no, this is true. Um, this could also be from anxiety, right? Because I think I felt brain fog after being super anxious for a little while. Yeah, anything can essentially cloud the cloud the brain. And it's not actually like a fog that's rolling around upstairs. <laughs> it just refers to that inability to think clearly. The conversation doesn't roll as kind of like epically as it usually would, you struggle with, you know, finding the correct words to describe something. Um, scatterbrain is also like another kind of example. Tristan, how, how important is movement in all of this? Because we've spoken a lot about the, the daily practices that we should be doing and possibly some supplementation that we should be taking. But on your Instagram, you are moving all the fucking time, even on a Sunday, and you are moving a hell of a lot. So I feel like that might be like top tier movement. Um, how important is like just a little bit? There's a couple of pillars to success in terms of like the optimal day. And those are hydration, light, movement, and then probably mindfulness is, is another really, really important one. So 
movement doesn't have to be two hours of vigorous exercise. If anything, that's probably going to have like a negative impact on, on the person. Just 20 to 30 minutes of super light movement, going for a walk, just getting the blood flowing in the body. It's just great for your general physical health as well as mental health and assists with release of several endorphins, etc. It's definitely one of the, like, probably one of the most important things you need to do in your day. Um, we actually do a couple of challenges in the office and we try to implement these for all the employees. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 60 to two hour workout or whatever it is. Literally just every couple of minutes, get up on the computer, walk around, just get the blood moving, come sit back down and that's it, you're good. Okay. It'll make all the difference. That's easy. That that I can do. I feel like we can yeah. do these things. These are not these are not unattainable things. I mean, to not touch your phone as your eyes open and to have a big glass of water next to the bed, not hard. To put your phone in the kitchen when you go to bed um, and get some sunlight and maybe walk around every half. This is not hard. So why are we not doing it? Like, I mean, if you think about how life used to be before technology and buildings and everything kind of happened, we were, you know, we were regulated by the sun rising and the sun setting. And then obviously moonlight comes into that. So the sun rises, we get this emission of blue light that comes onto us and we absorb that through our skin, our eyes, whatever it is. And that inhibits melatonin production and kind of says to the body, you know, wake up. It's time to start the day. We're energized. The sun goes down. We get quite a lot of red lights and very little blue light coming in. Naturally, the body switches back on melatonin production and we go to bed, right? So the cycle, I mean, the woman's menstrual cycle sync by that. Um, our sleep cycle or circadian rhythm is, is kind of in sync with that. But now we've got laptops, TVs, phones, lights, you know, billboards. There's just this blue light, artificial light coming in absolutely everywhere. And it says it sends everything out of whack. So using your phone just before you're falling asleep is probably one of the worst things you could do. So it sounds strange saying like don't watch TV or don't use a phone in the evening because a lot of people don't understand the impact of it. But when you think about how kind of like topology or the circadian rhythm works, it makes a lot of sense. How can we mitigate this? Because just like you said, it is everywhere. So we're spending at least for some of us more eight hours a day in front of a screen. If you're like me and I'm sure like yourself, there are four screens in front of me um, and two ring lights. And I work well into the night. So my bedtime is probably one or two in the morning as opposed to a normal person. But then everyone else's day starts and then you don't get the sunlight that you need and you're always looking at a blue light. How are we mitigating this? I feel like this is an impossible task the easiest solution for someone obviously some people have the you know the opportunity or the blessing to not have screen time in the evenings or the ability to kind of prevent it but yeah, obviously in your case it's not really possible so blue light blocking glasses that's literally just a pair of shades to make you look we, can, we got them in all different <laughs> styles you put those on and it filters out the artificial light and that's your eyes generally absorb the biggest amount of that light. So putting on these glasses is a quick, simple solution. And you actually get them, we've got daytime pairs and nighttime pairs. Okay. So the daytime pairs um, filter out probably around 40 to 60% of artificial blue light. So it's still enough that your body gets enough blue light during the day to, you know, keep its circadian rhythm in there. 
but it reduces eye strain from all the screens and the computers and whatever. Then in the evening, we've got red lens ones, which they look a little sci-fi. Um, <laughs> they, take, they take a bit of getting used to when wearing them in the evening because it makes everything like this. It gives it everything a bit of a red overlay. But that takes out probably about 90-something plus percent of artificial blue light. And, yeah, I mean, you put those on in the evenings and it's within two hours I'm generally drowsy and, and ready to, to get up to bed. And I sleep like a baby every single night. I mean, I'm out by like half past nine, ten o'clock latest. Um, wow. It must, yeah. must be nice. Wow. It is. Um, yeah, that's one of the easiest, easiest way to go. Um, it allows you to do what you would usually do. You can still use your phone. You can still watch TV. You can still work. Um, but you don't have that negative impact of all the artificial lights. I wanted to talk to you quickly a little bit about aging because you said, it, I mean, it's inevitable that we're going to die. Maybe not. We don't know. You're still young enough for things to move forward. But can biohacking and nootropics in particular help with your brain age? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of studies and a lot of science around the benefits and impact of, you know, nootropics and longevity techniques or tools or however you want to kind of classify it. Um, funnily enough, a lot of the nootropics that are now used for, you know, like off-label kind of consumption in terms of optimizing men's performance were previously or are currently used to treat um, cognitive decline or cognitive disorders. Okay. So the original nootropic paracetam where it was like the first kind of study published in nootropic and everything kind of like branched off from that is used for brain trauma um, and Alzheimer's and a lot of cognitive decline related issues. Yes, it, it definitely does make a difference. And there's a lot of science behind, um, you know, backing and, and proving that it does. Now, the question is, you know, does it work for everyone? How well does it work? How much does it work? Um, that I can't really answer. We've had a lot of customers that have been, or like their sons, daughters, family members have come to us and bought products from us and put them on these products. And there's been some incredible success stories from, from these customers. But obviously we can reach out to you guys at Optimize and you guys can help us figure out the best way forward for the individual person and then continue with us on that journey. By all means, definitely. Okay. I will link it in the bio. Um, Tristan, thank you. Do you have any like wisdom you want to leave us with that you want to impart on us? Because I feel like you're kind of wise. Um, I'm glad you think so much of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't play with your phone first thing in the morning. Don't play with your phone last thing at night. Drink water. And move your body and get sunlight. Get the sunlight. There we go. Look at me. I'm an A plus student. <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Remember, you can catch the full video on exotv.me and you can meet us in kind of real life. Thanks to DJ Chuck for the music. You can catch him at www.chucksprosound.co.za. New episodes on Jackpot and XOTV every Monday. Love you.